What's up, runners? On this week's episode of the Up and Running podcast, we are going to be discussing recovery and sleep. This is the fourth facet of my five facets of running series, so I hope you stay tuned and enjoy. What's up, runners? This is the Personalized Running Doc. I'm a runner rehab specialist, running coach, and competitive distance runner. And throughout the early years of my running career, I was plagued with repetitive injuries and told by many a professional that it was my body's own fault that my body wasn't built for running, so either I could quit or just live with the pain. I decided to choose option three, dive into the science behind running and training, which is what allowed me to return to running pain-free and continue chasing after my own PRs to this day. And now I'm gonna tell you all that I have learned along the way and how I coach my own athletes to do the same. This is the Up and Running Podcast. All right, runners, let's dive right into what I consider my probably most favorite facet of running, and that is recovery and sleep. If you know me at all personally, you know that sleep is a huge priority in my life, and it's not just something that I prioritize specifically for training performance, but it is also because it just makes me a better human being, and I think that everyone can use a little bit more downtime, recovery time, and sleep. So what is recovery? Well, there are essentially two different forms of recovery. You can have active recovery. So this is where you are actively doing something to kind of essentially assist your body's ability to clear any metabolic waste that built up um, from running, strength training, speed work, whatever workouts you have been doing lately. Um, Or there is passive recovery, and that's using tools to essentially help you recover or that's just sleep and again taking like a full day off from working out um so why is recovery necessary why am i such a big promoter of recovery and sleep well during recovery periods that is the time that your muscles are repairing and growing like when we are working out we are creating small micro tears in the muscles as well as putting strain on the tendons and ligaments and they need time to heal. They need time to repair and grow and get stronger. And that does not happen during our workouts. That happens when we are taking downtime, when we're either doing something super gentle and easy, like going for a walk um, on our recovery days, or we're just taking 100% like full recovery. Like it is a lounge day on the couch. Um, But those are when gains are actually realized. It's not during the workouts that you're truly improving your fitness. It is during the recovery periods. And your body can't fully realize like the strength and endurance gains until we decrease that load. And so if we even look at how we can see this and why it's important in like training cycles, this is why a taper exists um, when we're doing any racing and having a taper leading up to a race day, we're, we're decreasing load. We're allowing time for the body to repair, to realize all of the strength and endurance gains that we've gotten from the training cycle that we're in so that when we're going to race on race day, we have the full capacity to be able to perform. So what are like the best tools for recovery? Well, there's a reason why I did sleep and recovery as the fourth facet. It is It's because the three facets prior are your best tools for recovery. So we're talking nutrition. And again, if you go back and listen to that podcast, a big um, portion of it was talking about 
eating enough calories overall, but also getting in enough protein because protein is going to help you be able to build back the muscles stronger, build back the cartilage, uh, the tendons and the ligaments and improve the connective tissue resiliency. Um, the other thing that's obviously going to help is stress management and mindset. So you want to be able to, again, schedule some downtime to be able to offload those levels of stress that we have in our life that isn't just training, isn't just physical stress, but all, all of the emotional and mental stress that you're taking on in your life. Because when we are under high levels of stress, that delays our recovery. Um, and then finally, hydration and electrolytes. Those are also going to help with clearing the metabolic waste that builds up when we work out. It's going to help transport the fuel that we need to be able to, again, rebuild and repair our muscles and tendons and everything. So those are going to be your best tools for recovery. You don't need the fancy gadgets. Yeah, they feel great, but their actual ability to help you recover if the above three facets aren't in balance is like negligible. It's like less than 1%. So yeah, you can invest money into those things um, and use them to assist recovery, but you're going to get more out of your recovery if you are prioritizing your nutrition, your hydration, your electrolyte supplementation, and especially your stress management and mindset. Those things are really going to help you improve your performance in the long run. But I've already hinted at what is actually the number one tool for recovery. And it is also the cheapest out there. And that is sleep. So one of the reasons you probably need to be prioritizing sleep more is one in three U.S. adults do not get enough sleep on an average. And honestly, I would say that that number probably is actually higher because half the adults I work with think that what they do get is normal. And it's honestly so minimal that we're just so used to being so sleep deprived as a society because of the essentially like hustle culture and productivity standards that are out there. It is unrealistic and it just actually puts us at a disadvantage for actually performing at our best, not only in training and running and physical activity, but just in our lives. And athletes require a minimum of eight hours on average per night. Though the majority of us are getting less than maybe seven hours on average. So if we're constantly getting just like that one less hour per night, you can see how that just that one hour over the course of a week, that's going to build up over the course of months, that's going to build up and we're slowly draining our body's battery without even intentionally trying to do so. So how exactly does sleep improve your ability to recover? Well, these things essentially kind of build up and snowball. So if you are getting enough sleep and you are getting good quality sleep, that is going to improve your muscle growth and repair. It's going to help with mood and stress management. It's going to improve the ability of you to train at a higher level and improve your performance, improve the quality of the training that you are actually able to do. Uh, on a like intellectual side, it helps with cognition, it helps with memory, attention span. And 
it helps with your body's metabolism rates. It helps with your immune response to prevent you from getting sick as often. Again, those things are going to help with your ability to train consistently, which is what we see truly helps in the long run for runners to be able to perform at their best. Being able to have longevity in the sport requires consistency of training. And then it also helps with Hormone production and regulation, that is something that is very, very key, especially for females with getting enough sleep and getting enough sleep during certain times of the night because of the adrenal glands needs to kind of essentially replenish and regulate your hormones. And all of these things improve your recovery. And when we have improved recovery, we're going to decrease our risk of injury. So that's why sleep is so important. So now I want to talk about some habits for you to start incorporating to improve your quality of sleep because if you can start there, you're automatically going to improve your body's ability to recover from your workouts on a daily basis. So sleep hygiene, which starts essentially when you first wake up in the morning, is number one, when you wake up in the morning, you should be trying to get outside to be exposed to sunlight. That is going to actually help your circadian rhythms um, kind of regulate with the daylight hours to nighttime hours. So it sleep hygiene actually starts in the morning. But if we look later into the evening, what you can be doing to make sure that you get good quality sleep, well, you want to keep your bedroom at a relatively cool temperature. So our temperature, our body temperature overnight shifts. And when those shifts happen, it obviously becomes a bit more uncomfortable if the room around us is more warm than it should be. So sleeping in a cooler um, room temperature really helps with your body's ability to kind of regulate your temperature throughout the night. Uh, You want to remove ambient light. So if there's street lights or car lights, um, if you are in a busy area, getting some blackout curtains can be really helpful for that. Removing blue light items. So this is a TV, a laptop, a phone. You really don't want to have those things in the room. And if you are using them, you don't want to be using them like one to two hours before bedtime because that blue light stimulates, again, certain hormones that regulate your circadian rhythm and it confuses the body and it's going to keep you up later in the evening. Setting a consistent bedtime. This is something that is actually super important. There's a reason that we do this for children and we shouldn't stop doing it as adults. We should have consistent bedtimes, even if that bedtime has to shift if your work schedule kind of shifts and alternates each week or each day of the week. And then have a bedtime routine. Have a way that you can wind down and decompress to kind of get yourself ready for bed. Again, Our lifestyles are so go, go, go and doing everything all at once. And then we think as soon as we stop for the evening, we're just going to be able to just like knock out and fall asleep. And that's not necessarily the case. Your mind continues to go and to wander and that can just create an inability to fall asleep at night. So having a routine to wind down, whether that's you journaling, reading a book, listening to a meditation or podcast, doing something that just is going to help you decompress and relax a little bit. 
And then finally, you want to be mindful of how much alcohol you are drinking, one, throughout the day, um, but how closely are you drinking to bedtime. The alcohol sugars um, that are in most beverages, this includes beer, um, spirits, or mixed drinks, wine, those sugars are going to, again, alter your body's kind of regulatory system and ability to fall asleep at night. So trying not to drink two hours before bedtime, sometimes I understand there are special occasions that warrant it. So those rare occasions, it's fine, but we just don't want to be doing it every single night. So now that we talked about the ways to improve your sleep quality and to start practicing some sleep hygiene habits, let's talk about what happens when we do not prioritize recovery and what this does to the body. So it first off increases stress so that our inability to fully decompress and take have downtime to get enough sleep to just take enough time off in comparison to how much we are training, that is going to increase the stress and load on the body. And it's going to then decrease your ability to perform. So when we're under high levels of stress, your times, your pacing, it's going to decrease. You're going to start seeing yourself go slower and slower because your body literally cannot manage the amount of load and stress that it is dealing with. And that's going to also decrease your reaction time. So you're not going to be able to be as quick and light on your feet when you're running or racing. And of course, when we're under a lot of stress and maybe not getting enough sleep, we're going to be irritable. We're not going to be in a very good mood. And then that's just going to make the relationships around you also pretty strained as well. And that's never a good thing when we are looking for support during a training cycle. And so other things that you want to consider when we are not getting enough recovery or not enough sleep, you're going to see actually a increase in your weight. So again, when the body is under high levels of stress and not getting enough recovery, this actually impacts your body's ability to gain muscle and lose fat. And so if you're working out and you're working on performance or even aesthetic goals with your training, you're going to have a harder time if you are not prioritizing the recovery in between. And again, if we are in a high level of stress, this is also going to increase our risk of illness because our immune response is going to be dampened and you're going to see an increased risk of injury because of all of these things as well as burnout in sport. And so you're not going to find the joy in running as much if you are not getting enough recovery. It's going to feel more like a job, more like a chore, and just more stressful, and it's not going to be fun anymore. And that is not the purpose of running. Running should be fun. Running should be something that we're doing to enjoy because if you are like me, you are not getting paid to be in this sport. You're doing it because you have a love and a passion for it. So let's recap on the things that you should be prioritizing when it comes to recovery and sleep. Things to know. There are two types of recovery. There is passive recovery. So this is using tools and gadgets to essentially help you with your recovery. On the low-tech side, that is your compression socks. That's your compression leggings. On the high-tech side, that's Norma Tech boots or Theraguns, things like that. And then there's also active recovery. And I view active recovery not only as something that you're doing physically, but the things that you are prioritizing in your daily life to improve your recovery. So as I mentioned, those are the three facets that we've already talked about thus far. That is nutrition, that is hydration, electrolyte supplementation, and stress management. In terms of physical 
things that you can do to help promote recovery, to help increase blood flow to your limbs and to clear any metabolic waste that is going for an easy hike that is doing a gentle bike ride that is going for a walk all of those things can be viewed as active recovery but your number one recovery tool is sleep and you are probably in the group of people that isn't getting enough sleep because on average athletes so this is anybody that's working out four times a week for around on an average 45 minutes needs to be getting a minimum of eight hours per sleep on average per night and most people in the u.s are not getting enough sleep and most of us on average are getting like seven or less hours and so improving your sleep duration and sleep quality is super important and then you can start to work on that by incorporating certain sleep hygiene habits and so that's keeping your bedroom cool removing ambient light removing blue lights setting a consistent bedtime and having a routine to decompress and wind down and then trying not to drink most nights before you're going to bed. And in the mornings, the next day, you're getting up and you're exposing yourself to sunlight to help regulate those circadian rhythms. So I hope you guys have a big takeaway from this podcast and have some ways that you can start prioritizing your recovery and your sleep so that you can improve your performance, you can improve the quality of your training and the ability for you to actually realize those gains that you are trying to make in your training. If you have any questions and or you want to just let me know that you enjoyed this podcast, please reach out. You can DM me at the personalized running doc on Instagram. Let me know what your questions are or what you enjoyed most about this podcast. I love hearing from you guys and this is the reason that I do this. As a friendly reminder to all the female athletes that are listening to this podcast, we still have a couple beds available for Revive Running Retreat. It is this June 15th through the 18th up in Vermont in the Killington area. It is going to be focusing on how to train as a female athlete, so how to prioritize certain facets of your training, literally going just more in depth into essentially these different areas of training as a female and how to incorporate those different concepts that we have been talking about in the past couple of episodes with the different cycles that we go through as a female. So pre, peri, and post-menopause, how those different periods of our lives actually impact our decision-making and our training priorities in order for us to perform our best. So if you have any interest, check out the link in the show notes below Ask me any questions on Instagram or DM me to sign up and secure your spot. The next episode on the Up and Running podcast is going to be discussing physical training. This is the final facet in my five facets of running series. And there's a reason that we are talking about physical training last. It is because these four facets that we have talked about prior to take up more time and should require a little bit more attention than we are actually spending on our physical training. Physical training maybe takes one or two hours of our day, but there is another 23 hours that we need to be focusing on these other facets that are going to help us improve our performance and help us run better and longer and have more consistency in our training. 
that's all for today, guys. So I hope you had some key takeaways. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM. If you have any interest in Revive, let me know in my Instagram DMs at the personalized running doc. I hope you have a wonderful week and keep on running. But that is all for today's episode of the Up and Running podcast. I hope you enjoyed and had some key takeaways from today's episode. If there are other questions or topics that you are looking for me to dive into, please reach out to me via Instagram and shoot me a DM at the personalized running doc today. I'll talk to you soon.